you have to take the anxiety out of the room, right? Uh, mm, I hate reading. Is, I love what you just said. We say it one more time. You taking, have to take the anxiety out of the room. That's amazing. That's really smart. Life experiences that are tangled in leadership. This is the 2120 podcast. You know, we're just two guys that started a podcast over coffee talking about some of the things that we learned through leadership and business. And we decided to make a show about it, bringing you the insights and experiences that you can apply in your work and in your relationships. You know, we're just two guys, one conversation and 20 minutes, but we're so glad you're here because passing life lessons on is a gift we can all benefit from. We were having a wonderful conversation over not too bad a coffee this morning. And you said something I'm like, ah, that's really smart. And it was, and it was this. Uh, how did you say that? You said uh, <laughs> it was really smart. It, it was, was really smart, and now I'm I can't remember. Well, it was I paraphrased it, and so I'll just I'll just go that way. And I said, "What it, if you simplify it down to the simplest thing? You're just saying is don't make somebody else feel dumb." Yeah. And take us back. Do you remember what we were talking about to get up there? Oh, we were talking about bankers and lawyers and stereotypes, stereotypes, and you know, being able to change a stereotype takes years of undoing because. There's been so many bad car salesmen and so many bad lawyers and so many bad bankers. And then you get a good one. It's like, oh, yeah. this is how it could be. This is how yeah. it should be. And it, it, we just started talking about bankers. And obviously, I'm, I'm buying a house and, you know, walking through that entire process. And, you know, you're speaking in terms that are your banking terms that I don't truly understand. But I'm also, you know, I'm not going to go. Oh, I don't know what that means. So tell me more. I'm just going to play along with it. and go, Oh, right. yeah, sure. Yep. I told like I get this. And I'm at the end of the day, I'm going. I have no idea what he just said back there. I just signed a bunch of papers that did I do the right thing? Like, <laughs> is he going to end up taking my house because of this and this? And cause yeah. I didn't know instead of speaking to me in a way that I understand. Yeah. And we started talking about, you know, stuff that we do and we have a thing called the CAP, which is, you know, cash availability, availability projection. And it's, it's confusing. It's numbers. It's, it's, you know, inventory and it's sales and it's, it's change and it's, you know, all these ups and downs and I've learned from it over the years and how to, where, where, where our money's tied up, but it's, it's, it's hard to teach. Sure. And, you know, teaching in a way that doesn't make your high level leaders feel like this is boring and teaching in a way that, you know, doesn't get your brand new ASL or manager going, I feel stupid now. Right. You're you're just you're walking through it now. Here's here's change and change is calculated by blah 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 blah. And like you're you're telling me how it, it it comes. You're not calling on Jim and going Jim. How do we how do we do change? Mm-hmm. And then you sit there and go, oh well, it's a change in uh, like you, you check you just, out. You embarrass me exactly. If I if I can't answer it, I've embarrassed myself or or you've enabled a spot for me to become embarrassed. Yes. and that hurts trust. But, but what you said, what, and I, I just left how you said it, was you want to teach in such a way that you don't make the, the people who don't know feel dumb. Mm-hmm. And you want to teach in the same way, in the same room, to the advanced people so that they don't like, yeah, this is dumb. No, you, you've got to find that sweet spot Absolutely. in there. Yep. And it's, it's easy when you understand it inside and out. Like when you've mastered it. When, you, when, when I can say I've mastered the CAP, I can teach it in a way that appeals to everybody that comes into that room because then it ends up being fun. But I also think too, as a leader, you have to take the anxiety out of the room. 
right? Uh, I hate this reading. Is, I love what you just said. We say it one more time. You taking, have to, take the anxiety out of the room. That's amazing. That's really smart. It's, and I, I, I go back to reading out loud, right? I hate reading out loud. Okay. I just, I, I, I hate it. One, I'm not a very good reader. I hate to read. But like when you have a book and we're, okay, we're, we're dissecting the blah, blah, blah laws of leadership. So Jimmy, take the first paragraph and Jim starts talking and Jim, you know, Jim's reading in a way that's like, it's, it's good. He's got a good voice and it's fun. He's easy to listen to. And then it gets to me and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly, I find myself knowing, like counting, okay, there's five guys ahead of me. We're doing a paragraph each. So I'm going to be on the sixth paragraph. So what I, what do I do? I, I roll down to the sixth paragraph and I read it hmm. while you're talking not listening to what you're, what you're having to say. I read it so I know the words. I don't, I don't screw up. I mean, it goes back to childhood, having to stand up in class. Sure, yeah. And like the kids giggling when you, you screw up the word. You, yeah. don't know, you don't know what it is. Like it's that level of anxiety that I have 40 years in my life. You know, I, I hate reading out loud. So I'm, I'm reading my, my sixth paragraph. I'm getting it good to go. And I'm not listening to the conversations that's being had because I want to make sure that I pronounce that word right. I know mm. what, I know what this, this paragraph means. And then it comes to me and I, I still screw it up, you know, because it's, it's, there's anxiety there. So mm. if, if you're a great leader, find ways to remove the anxiety. And maybe it's, you know, what, what I've done is I found books that are on YouTube that somebody just reads them. And we literally just hit play and we dissect the paragraphs and everybody just listens. And, you know, then we talk about it. I, I don't put anybody on the spot. Um, you know, I have a guy at work that, you know, he won't. He'll pass. He'll yeah. say, you know, I, I don't want to read out loud. I'm, yeah. I'm going to pass because he's so he's uncomfortable reading yeah. out loud. You're removing the anxiety. So then he's an, he's being an active listener. He's actually contributing content. He's not worried about what he's going to yeah. say. Yeah, that that is I love exactly what you just said with with taking the anxiety out of the room, because now well, one of the things that we said earlier and it was you brought it up. Um, we're talking about don't make somebody else feel dumb is because. You know, we're talking about signing a bunch of papers like on a home mortgage or sure. something like that, right? You don't know what you're signing. And if, if I feel dumb walking away from that, um, we, we talked about how you kind of, you, you know, I'm trusting that person across the table with a lot. Oh, for sure. There's a hundreds he- of thousands of dollars that are on the line probably of trust. buying a house. Exactly. Yeah. And, and if you walk away on a deal like that, not only do you worry about that, but you feel vulnerable. That's and that to me really struck me at my heart when we were talking about that. It's like I don't want to make somebody else in my presence feel like I've created that anxiousness, that anxiety, sure. where they feel vulnerable, unless that is part of like, hey, you just got to go and do this, right? Yep. When you're teaching your kids how to do something, you've got to let them make a mistake every now and then. For sure. Yeah, you know, I, I was um, I was at home this weekend and was talking with my with my adult son and I said, Hey, go grab this tool. It's right around the corner in the garage. He comes back and he says, it's not there. I don't see it. And I said, I said, I smiled. I walked over with him and I said, Hey, it's right here. Oh, I said, now let me just tell you, there are certain jobs that you're going to have certain industries that you might work at that if you did that on the job, dude, they are going to come down on you and they're going to, they're going to laugh with you and at you the first time. Yeah. But the second time, the third time or the fourth time you're showing incompetence and they will lose respect for you. Sure. And that's going to be, an issue. well, even, you know, my, my brain's going in a different other directions and my dad's very, you know, he can build whatever he wants. Like he's good. Yeah. And he'll say, Hey, go grab the blah, blah, blah wrench off the wall. Hmm. 
I don't know what the wrench he's talking about is. Like, what yeah. does it even look like? Like, because I just I haven't I haven't been around it. Now, you know, is it his fault for not you know showing me like this is a crescent wrench and this is this wrench? Yeah, sure, whatever. Like, you can't you can put blame on whatever you want, but it's like it's these little things in life that you're told to go get and you don't know what the, the basic tool is. Mm-hmm. You know, think about high level leaders, like they've. Like they're icons in, in, in a lot of these in a lot of these businesses, like a David Revere or I, I th- like even like Dan Gable. Sure. When, I, when I'm around Dan, it's just me and, like me and you bullshitting. Like that, that's that's how I feel with Dan. It's not right. like holy shit. It's like oh, he takes the anxiety lo- out of the room. Yeah, because he he talks to you in a way that makes you feel totally comfortable. Yeah, and you 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 lose the sight of that he's a icon, a legend, legend in his category yeah. because of the way he talks to you. Yeah. It's no different than in leadership when you walk into an office like David Revere and he's one of the guys that has put shields on the map when it comes to all these different categories and you feel like so comfortable and so easy to talk to. You don't you don't walk by and go, oh my God, that's so like I can't go talk to him. Like, no, like he talks to you in a way that just makes it makes makes it easy for you to just have conversation because he is a high level leader and he, he has done a lot, but he, he teaches and he talks in a way that's it's soothing and it's calming and it's okay. I can like I feel good right now. You know, I may be getting yelled at. I mean, like, he may be coming down on me, but I don't feel like you're coming. Like I feel like I need to do better for you now. And the interesting thing about somebody like Gable or any high level leader is that they understand their people. They've they've gotten to know their crew, their sure. staff, their team, and now they they know that maybe Matt Fippen actually needs a kick in the ass today. Yep. <laughs> you know, and they can come down hard. Sure. Or, or maybe they realize that, hey, he's got a lot of stuff going on today. I see the stress that he's, you know, wearing. Um, I'm going to enter into this in a little easier mode today. Just understanding the way that people respond either to feedback or to coaching or to criticism, whatever you want to call it, is critical in leadership. Take the anxiety out of the room. And that room doesn't have to be a big room. I'm just sitting here thinking about, like, we're in a room right now. If it's Virtually, we're three feet across. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, we're six feet. Six we're socially feet distanced distant. properly. Yep. You know, but this would be our room. This is our little For section sure. right here. And so um, it, it, a leader has to be approachable. So you've got to take that anxiety out. Man, I'm going to pocket that one. That's really, really good. I mean, take... Take that into like your your day to day operations, your job, your part time job. Yeah. If you have a part timer that has anxiety coming to work, they're never going to be awesome. They're never going to give so give it, give it all for you. Now you have to find out what that anxiety is. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it is because of COVID, and the, you know they're worried about masks and this and that. And then you have to help ease that tension of we're doing everything in our power to protect you. We're, we're, we're cleaning. We're making sure our customers are distant. We're doing this. We're doing that. If you still don't feel comfortable, like, I don't want you here. I want you, I want you at home. But there's also kind of, sometimes there's that reassurance of we're doing everything in our power to make sure that you're safe. And they go, okay, I get it. I see what we're doing. I can breathe. I'm going to be okay. And that now, now we've got some confidence. We're, sure. We're establishing that trust. Absolutely. It's safe here. Yeah. Um, you know, the anxiety of being late to work. Well, I don't have a car right now. And I'm taking the bus and the bus has been late, you know, so like trying to help them overcome that anxiety of how can we help you? Do we just need to change your schedule? But if we gave you an extra 30 minutes and you came in at 530 instead of five, is there a chance you would ever be late? No, probably not. Would you maybe be early? Well, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably be early if it, right. if, if it worked out. Let's just do this then. And it's like, okay, perfect. Now I can breathe. Like the anxiety in the, in the room is gone. You know, the, the, 
calling downstairs and talking to an associate. Hey, can you come up, can you come up and see me? Uh, yeah, what did I, yeah, what's, what did I do? Nothing. I just want to talk to you. Like, the boss calls and wants to have a conversation with you, which it may be a fantastic conversation, but I'm pulling you off the floor. I'm having you come upstairs. I'm having you sit in my office, and we're going to talk. Uh, what's what, like that's I, instant I, nerves for it is. almost anybody, and right? It's, it's a it's a 45-second uh, minute walk from downstairs upstairs thinking, okay, did I commission that thing right? Did I talk to that customer right? Did somebody write a letter? Like what? All these bad things happen. And then we we drop some positivity on you. Go oh like I got I got all worked up for nothing. Mm. Like they they brought anxiety into my room when mm. I I didn't I didn't want that. Like my we're anxiety free here. But you you brought it in because you were worried that you screwed up. So if you can find ways to remove anxiety, and if you can find ways to not have people bring anxiety into a place, like you win. You know because everybody feels more comfortable. Everybody is, you know, feeling good about the, the task at hand. They're working towards this, the same goal. You're not reading ahead, trying to make sure that your paragraph's going to be good, and you're missing so much good content before that because you're trying to be prepared. I, I think there, there's um, a little practical tip in here, and this is just a little coaching moment, is in the moments when you want to call somebody up to a room, right? So let's just play that scenario. Out, sure. Right? So Matt... Um, it's, it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Hey, at 4 o'clock, I need to, let's schedule a quick time. I need, to, I need to have a meeting with you. And I don't tell you anything more. Three hours now. Three I have hours. to dwell on it. I would say in that three hours, how good are you at taking care of customers? How good are you at working on your job? Are you texting your wife? You're going, um, he wants to see me at 4 o'clock. I'm kind of worried. You know, all of these scenarios go through your head. You could eliminate that anxiety by simply saying, Hey, Matt, I want Here's to be with you at 4 o'clock. About. Here's what we're going to talk about. I just want you to know. And, yeah. and it's that one little extra element of communication that takes your day, those three hours. That's, that's all, what, 40% of your day Yeah. if it's an eight-hour shift. I, I've just enabled you to be more productive. I've, I've probably enhanced the customer experience because I haven't pulled away from it, you know, by making you concerned. What are we going to do? Yeah. You gave them the agenda. Yeah. You know, you said, here's the agenda. Here's what I want to cover with you. I mean, it's, it's the answers <laughs> to the test. But, I, you know, I do think it, it alleviates some of that. Now, if I'm having a, a tough conversation with you, right. I, I, I can't call you at 1 o'clock and say, at 4, I'd like to meet with you, but it's going to be about your performance and how bad you are right now. So okay. right. at 4 o'clock, come see me. And now I just, it, it's game over. So, like, there has to be, depending on what the scenario is, there has to be some you know, mystery to it because you can't just divulge, Hey, I'm, I'm going to fire you at four o'clock. So, um, you work on the floor for three hours and at four o'clock come see me because at four, four Oh one, I'm walking you out the door. Chances are pretty good that if, if I know that I've screwed up significantly and you've called me into your office at four o'clock, it's not going to be good. Sure. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, you know, it's, it's in the moment too, you know, like, I take totally agree. get out of your desk, walk yeah. downstairs and literally have a face to face and, and talk about it. And I, you know, there's been times where I've done this and I walked downstairs and I talked to an associate. Hey, can we meet later? Yeah. What's it about? Oh, it's all good. Don't worry about it. I want to talk to you about some things at four o'clock. If you don't give them more than that, they're still going to dwell on they it. They are. Even if I tell you, Hey, it's all good. I just want to talk to you. Uh, well, like, like, what is it? In a suspicious culture, which is an accidental value that emerges if you don't identify these things, if you have a suspicious culture, yeah. guess what that associate's doing? They're going and talking to the other people. Hey, what do you want to talk to me about at 4 o'clock today? Yeah. 
uh, or, or like, is it is it an apartment thing? Oh, is it about Billy over there? Is it, you know, s- s- all the suspicion starts to pop up into their. Well, it's human nature. I mean, think about Christmas time. It's coming up. Yeah. We tell the girls we're going to open a presents after dinner. Mm. Okay. What time are we eating dinner? <laughs> five o'clock. So when are we going to open presents? Well, probably five thirty, six o'clock. One o'clock, we open presents. No, we said after dinner, <laughs> two o'clock. I mean, they're, they're asking like that. It's that anxiety of I want to I want to do it now. Like let's let's do it. So like when you give a deadline or when you give them a time, hey, we need to meet. You know, if you're going to do a good job, you're going to let them know. I, need you, I want to meet at four o'clock. Yeah. Here's what I want to cover with you, and it gives them time to prepare too. Like it's it's never good to you know to bring somebody in and drop something on them and then it's like okay now i need to think about this like give them time to like get their thoughts together and you know the conversation may go be better because of it you know if you give them time to process what the content is yeah. hey i want to pick your brain i'm working on a new something or other i want to see if we can make this better think about it over the next three hours and then at four o'clock let's meet that's it yeah and i was thinking about as you were saying that matt what that would be like if it was a training session sure okay so a lot of times we prepare training sessions and, and we have a topic prepared ahead of time. Um, what if we were asking some of those questions ahead of time? And maybe that's that's happening, but I know it's not always happening. Yeah. So I think this is the most important thing that we need to talk about and train on today uh, because it was it was significant for one or two people. Yeah. But what, what we can do is find out. Well, the conversation's better. I mean, think about any time you pay to go listen to a speaker. You're paying to hear what they have to say, but there's an agenda. Like you're looking at the agenda going, oh my gosh, look at all these cool topics. We're going to learn about this, this, and this. And the topic is great customer service. Mm -hmm. And you come in to listen to me talk and I say, Jim, tell me about great customer service. You can give me an answer because you know what the the conversation is going to be directed around. Now, if, if you come into my office and I ask you about, hey, tell me about great customer service. Well... And then it, then it starts like you, you have to process a little bit where when you give them a little nugget, you know, or, or the agenda prior, they have a good idea where the conversation is going to go. They already have thoughts kind of prepared in their head that they, they can get the conversation rolling. That at the end of the day makes the whole training better is when there's conversation. It's not just you talking. It's the entire group talking because they, yeah. they have thoughts prepared. And that's especially true if you're looking for ideas. <laughs> oh, hey, we're going to have a meeting at 3 o'clock. Come in with your you know, ideas. At least if, if you've had an hour or two or maybe even a day to kind of think about those things, the ex- expectation then as the facilitator of that meeting is that people will have had time to prepare to come in. Yep. On the opposite side of it, if you don't know where people are coming from, right? They've been racing. They've had a bad customer interaction, or maybe they've had a great day. Who knows? It could be a number of things. Somebody's just coming back from lunch, and now we're going to come into this meeting, and, okay, I need ideas on this. And the room is silence. That That's not being a good leader of that meeting. Yeah. You didn't facilitate that well. But what you could do if that still had to happen is – you have to own that meeting. And you and I like to talk about that. Like if, oh, you, sure. if you're going to organize a meeting, you have a high degree of responsibility to make it not suck. I think oh, that's yeah. exactly it's, it's how on you said that 100%. before. Yep. Right. And so now it's, it's bringing people in and you have to set the scene because everybody is worried about what they have to do after this, what they should be doing right now, where they just came from. And now we're going to ask them to, to give input and, and not just input, but like in, we're looking for valuable insights. Sure. It's really tough to shift that gear. So set it up with a video. Set it up with a story. Set it up with something that completely changes their brain because you're coming in 
having gone maybe 100 miles an hour for the last couple of hours, again, concerned about what you have to do before your shift ends, and now he's going to ask me, you know, a question that, that kind of yeah. hits me out of left field. Yeah, I, you know, with, with meetings too, the meeting is more important than the topic on the agenda. There may be certain behind-the-scenes things that as a leader you're trying to work on, um, and you have to kind of seat the room. You have to you have to plant the room. So if if I'm, you know, telling you guys to bring back ideas, I may pull two of my high level guys and saying, "Hey, I need you to help me lead this conversation. I need you to be like over the top with ideas." But I got to find a way to get Larry involved, right? You know, so help me get him talking about whatever it is. He's got tons of good ideas. He just he just sits on his hands. Let's get him to open up too. So, you know the. Here's the agenda. Here's here's the, here's the topic we want to talk about. Here are my two or three guys that are going to help me lead this conversation. But the end goal is to get Larry talking so he can be a part of this. That's bigger than any anything else. I think coming back full circle to what we're talking about is if you can take the anxiety out of the room, you could you could talk with Larry ahead of time, right? Yep. Larry, you bring some insights that you know, like you're our silent assassin. Yep. So when we come into this meeting today, uh, I want you to be thinking about some of the things that. Uh, that, that you can do. I want you to share the story about something that you did last week, last month. Let the, let the crew know. See if you can't like bring Larry into the equation by reducing his anxiety beforehand. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're helping him buy into the conversation. Oh. You're helping him take some ownership of it. Yeah. And then you just sit back and like, if you give him the green light yeah. and he goes flying through the, the, the green light, like you, you just, you nailed it. Yeah. You know, you did a good job and he's, he's more, more involved next time and it just it slowly starts to spiral in the right direction when um, you get him involved so yeah let's end there all right well my name's jim i'm matt we'll catch you next time well we hope you enjoyed this episode of the 2120 podcast hey everyone this is jim and matt and i want to ask you for a favor if you've gotten something out of these conversations if you've been entertained or maybe you've learned something valuable that will help you improve or your business improve then the best way to pay us back is to like this podcast, give us a review, and let others know about it. And that will help us fuel our fire to keep going and keep bringing you awesome content. We'll see you next time.